Welcome back to the Level 1 Podcast, where you know we're about the role-playing, not so much the rolling. My name is Sam, and I am usually the DM, or the GM. GM of, they'll get it. Yeah, okay. they'll get it. Copyright, copyright. <laughs> copyright, copyright. Uh, I'm usually the GM of this podcast, but today we are doing something a little bit different, and we'll explain that in just a second. To my left, we have... Taylor, playing Etni Jesper, human immolator. And Will, playing Duncan Selmy, human paladin. And uh, Dane, playing Thorn No Tusks. I don't have a class anymore. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, we as a group decided that after last set recording session, um, which will be episode 8 for you guys, um, that all of our characters were kind of in a place where we needed time and space to do proper character development thorn in particular probably should deal with some of the trauma that he dealt got dealt um <laughs> and so we decided to do a what looks to be a multi-month time skip um so that in game in game time, in-game time. Yeah. um sorry <laughs> so that all the characters can um grow and we can see more of the world and and develop new abilities and all this good stuff um, but we thought that kind of yada yadaing over it and just like saying, and then there was five months between was going to be really boring. So today we're going to be playing a mashup hacked, uh, version of a pair of games that I personally love to death that are way better for covering, uh, scenes and, and periods of time and larger sort of, sort of like a larger scale of things. Yeah. Um, than Dungeon World is. Dungeon World's really great for doing a moment to moment role playing game. Um, the games we're doing today are Quiet Year um, and Firebrands, which I will, I think in the intermission, uh, talk about where you can find these games online and who made them. Uh, Firebrands is a game that is actually about um, representing mecha anime, which is kind of a weird, weird, um, weird... <laughs> Big job uh, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, we're in space now. Um, yeah, so, so Duncan has built a great Gundam that yeah. he's going <laughs> to... No, no. But um, Firebrands is really about scenes. Uh, disagreements, chases, dances, duels. Um, and they're really good for... And they're actually kind of genre agnostic, I guess is a way to put it. Um, so they're really great for doing intimate, intimate scenes between players, between characters, um, and lets you do a lot more exploring. 
We're also going to be playing a little bit of The Quiet Year, which is a technically a map drawing and world building game where you draw cards um, and they give you prompts to do scenes that are about you and your community. Um, so we're just, we pulled a few cards, we're doing a few games from Firebrands, um, and that's about all I want to say. We're going to get into rules when we get to them, kind of like we did with Dungeon World. Um, but yeah, I think we should really just get into it, right, Sam? Also today, everybody's kind of a GM and nobody's a GM. Yeah, so, so but they're, it's basically going to be a collection of scenes of characters yes. doing things separate from each other. So gang's not really going to be together for the next two episodes, but, um, all three of your main characters are going to be in nearly every yes. scene, but there's going to be some stuff also going around the world. Like, maybe we'll see Nape again, you know? Yeah, maybe we'll talk to different characters that we've already met, and maybe yeah. we will also talk to some characters that we have not met yet. I think we're almost, we're for sure going to meet some characters we have not yes, met. Yes, and absolutely. you can also rest assured knowing that your three players will be in the same room together. Yes. Yay. What? <laughs> well, even if our characters are far apart across uh, the we're all right. We're all at the table. We're yes, all, we're all right at the table. To each other. <laughs> so I think we should probably just pick up. Um, we had just teleported, right? Yes. We just teleported mm -hmm. from Tolian, right outside from right outside of Napeville, um, all the way to the south in uh, Cabri. Yeah. Cut. Yeah. And um, there'll, there'll be maps on if you follow us on Twitter. Um, Ooh, uh, plug the Twitter. I know, right? Oh, um, link in the description. Um, <laughs> link in bio. There will be a map. There's maps of all of Saren, all of Tullian, and there'll be a map of Cabri up before this episode goes up. Yes, um, absolutely. So that you have a complete uh, picture of where we're going to be. Yeah, so. 100%. So a lot of it will be played here, but a lot of it will be played in other places that we haven't discussed yet. Maybe we'll visit Palin. Maybe we'll visit some other places. Um, <clears throat> either... Anyways, regardless, let's uh, let's cut back to where we left off last episode. Oceans crashing. Yes, oceans crashing. Yes, and I'll I'll paint I'll paint the scene a little bit for you here, just in case um, you may have forgotten since last week. Our party had uh, just been mysteriously uh, teleported, or maybe it's an illusion. They're not sure yet. To the Isle of Capri, of Capri, sorry. Uh, is it an isle or is it the peninsula? Peninsula. Yeah. Uh, the peninsula of Capri. <laughs> I'm going to struggle with this all the time. Uh, You've been in Tolian for so long. Yes, exactly. Um, they found themselves on top of the tower which they had just rescued from the swamps of Tolian. Uh, at this point, they are kind of overlooking what is some of the most, if not the most, beautiful scenery that many of the characters have seen, um, especially uh, especially for Etni, who really has spent most of her life in Tolian, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. um, in, in Tolius, in the capital of Tolian, right? Yeah. 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 Um, you see, you're basically hanging off the edge of a cliff, and you see water crashing against the, against the white and gray walls of the coastline, and you see kind of pebble and some actual beaches just sitting at the bottom of it seagulls kind of cough in the dis caw off in the distance um you see boats uh as they skirt the horizon it's about uh probably uh, it's pretty mid-afternoon at this point um the breeze it's a warm breeze it's kind of like a sea breeze uh it's it's so refreshing from what you what you were previously in which was just the oppressive heat and mis miserableness of the swamp um you see kind of trees out there and you just spoke to a 
uh, sheep herder uh, who was kind of wandering inside, <clears throat> just just inside of the coast, kind of up along the cliffs with his sheep who are grazing, and everything seems very peaceful. But obviously, that might not be the case for you because you weren't really planning on being here two seconds ago. So yeah, we were in Fitch. Yeah, and had just been told that the the Caspian army had broken through. Yes, and was going to be advancing through Tullius. Yes, absolutely. So. I'll send it to you guys then. So we're still physically in the tower? You are on top of the tower. We're like on a balcony. Yes. Looking out. Yes. Very top of mm-hmm. yeah. Thorn is uh, just staring at the sea. He's been wanting to see the ocean for months and months and months. And he's like kind of overwhelmed by it. Um, and like Thorn's of course covered in bandages all over his chest and his arm. Um, and I think maybe noticeably he's like leaning on the balcony like really heavily like putting more of his weight there. Um, how did we... What happened? That's uh, that's a whole lot of water. Yeah. Duncan spits over the side. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> and then sort of cranes his head over to see how far it falls. I'll race you, Thorn. <laughs> no. Let's try to make our way down to the... Beach. Let, let's go see. Is this Tilda and Tarantax Tower? I, it looks like it. I think we're still maybe here. They're, maybe they're inside? I guess, I guess we should go for, find them first before we look at anything else. Yeah, let's, is there a trap door on the top of the tower? Yes, there is. Stairs, the stairs. Oh, there's, there's stairs, stairs going down. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, let's head down the stairs. Okay, okay. perfect. So, As uh, we're going, I'm calling for Tilda and Tarantax. Yeah, so this time, it, it, when you go down the tower, it's a, it's a little bit different than the last time, because if you mm-hmm. recall, you were basically teleported from the very bottom floor all the yeah. way to the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, you know, you're going through and you see a, like a laboratory where there's uh, huge contraptions that look like they're creating some sort of chemical, and then there's, and then there's a room that's just filled with doves. And then after that dove room, there's a second room below that that's just uh, full of like a bunch of friendly dogs filled with <laughs> inside out doves and then uh, a, another floor below that is like uh, you, what you would assume are, is their bedroom with like a huge king size bed and it's way bigger than any of the other rooms uh, perception wise to you at least it looks like I mean it's huge mm-hmm. and then you go another floor down and it's just kind of a field uh, and then you go another floor down and it's it's like a stone room but you can just see through the walls and basically that just keeps on going for I don't know, probably about 20-ish floors. You don't really know how many floors actually exist within this tower. So when do we run into them? Uh, you run into them on, like, floor number, you would guess, 18 or 19. Very near uh, the bottom. Yeah, very... Well, you don't really know. <laughs> uh, feels like the bottom, Yeah, it feels, it feels like the bottom. Uh, it's actually the same room that you were in last time. When I was unconscious? Yeah. So I don't recognize it. Yeah, so you don't recognize it, but you guys recognize it. You <laughs> yeah. see the levers on the wall. Um, right now, there there's another flitch, uh, uh, excuse me, switch flipped that kind of just has it open. So it looks like there's just like a tower kind of floating above you when you're inside, and it just looks like you're sitting on the edge of the cliff, essentially. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they're both kind of sitting reading... Uh, their books and uh, when they when you guys come in they they kind of have a they kind of have a start. Oh my goodness! What <sighs> I told you that you need to clean the the telepath whatever it's called. 
Yes, yes, I know it's called the telemetropeter, but it's hard to pronounce. I mean, why do we not come up with a better name for these things? Anyways, Tilda, I told you that we needed to clean this very thoroughly. Otherwise, we might accidentally teleport somebody with us that we didn't mean to teleport. And lo and behold, we've taken these poor souls all the way across the world, and now we have to deal with them because they don't even know where they are. I thought we were in Cabri. They, you are in Cabri. Oh, good for us. Junetech, we... listen... <laughs> Maybe this is a great opportunity for them to just kind of refresh themselves. Maybe it's an opportunity for them to grow as people, you know? But yes, you're right. I probably should have uh, cleaned it a little bit better because it's kind of an unfortunate circumstance. And honestly, you guys are all lucky that you probably weren't decapitated by a faulty teleportation. Yeah, I, I saw the room of Inside Out Doves. Was there a potential that that could happen to us? Inside Out Doves? I must see to that. It's clearly not supposed to happen. <laughs> So hey I just guys. want to know, yes or no, there was a chance that we would have been teleported and been inside out. Yes, we yes, there hey was guys. a very good chance. Um, yes. Is... Trom. Therm. Therm. Yeah, yeah, that works. Um, is... I, this tower's weird, but everything's spinning. Are, is that actually happening, or is... He needs a Gatorade. Um, Do you have anything like that? Oh, yes, we have very refreshing oh. drinks, actually. Uh, let me kind of... And then... One of them leaves to go kind of dig around. Oh, I, I could one of those uh, golems like come and serve? Yes, the, yes. <laughs> so I think I think Thorn tries to reach for the. It's on a tray, right? Yeah. He tries to reach for it, and he like slips and like knocks the tray, and it like clatters, and like the glass shatters, and like the drinks on the floor, and Thorn's like passed out and like breathing really shallowly. Okay. One of the golems goes, "You have wasted perfectly good Gatorade. <laughs> perfectly good sustenance." <laughs> Wow, this is just not going to do it all. See, now we have to deal with the unconscious man. You know what? Why don't we take him to the infirmary? Yes, can we please? There's yeah. an infirmary? Yes, there's an infirmary. Do you, what's your, who do you think we are? Of course, we have a doctor's area. <laughs> and then, uh, so they kind of meddle around with some other switches that you hadn't seen before, uh, like hidden behind like a panel on the wall. Oh and, and then all of a sudden, the whole room, you like feel yourself kind of, like, move, but then you're, like... It's almost like you blink, and then you're just in a different room. Yeah. So you don't really... It feels like you moved a little bit, but you really don't know where you are. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're basically just in a circular uh, infirmary room, and <clears throat> Thorn is lying on the bed, uh, and the two uh, mages are fussing over him. Um, one of the golems comes by, and I grab a Gatorade off the tray. Okay. And I just sort of look out the window and look at the waves lapping up against the rocks. Okay. I feel like I'm crouched in a corner, just kind of watching what they're doing. Okay. Like from a slightly downward so you're angle. Like gargoyling <laughs> in the corner. No, not <laughs> gargoyling. Like looking above. Like oh, like crouched yeah. like physically okay. in a corner, like so small that I'm like kind of looking up at the table. Okay. And um, if Etni's gargoyling, I'm gargling my. <laughs> and then spitting it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> he's just continues spitting. <laughs> This is pretty far, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, uh, basically, you're not really paying attention. They're kind of yelling at each other yeah. uh, inside the room for a while. And they're operating on, or just like redressing wounds. or just Yeah, I mean, they, they're doing a bunch of magical things. I mean, neither of you can really tell what they're doing. Like, they're waving their hands over him, and then like waving again, and then like touching his forehead, and then listening to his forehead, and then taking it off, and then pulling up his arm and like checking his armpit or like just like really weird things like that for quite some time. And then, uh, 
they kind of, and then you hear them have like a larger squabble and you just kind of overhear, well, I don't want to tell him. I, I, it's your fault. You should have to tell him. Well, I'm not telling him. So, uh, I think, I feel like that's a job for you. You're always been the most, more sensitive one anyways. Well, my mom said that you weren't sensitive at all. And they kind of go on for a little bit until one of them's like, fine. Until kind of straightens herself out and she, uh, she kind of walks over and she goes, who's she talking to? Both, both of them. Uh, Duncan and Eddie. Yeah. Okay. Is Thorne still unconscious? Yes. Well, I don't know. Thorne, are you conscious? I think, I think he's still unconscious. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she kind of straightens herself out and she's like, unfortunately, while we were able to save him from the shock that hit him while he was in that room, it uh, seems that your friend has somehow um, lost the ability to cast magic. So, oh. yeah, and uh, that's all I got for you. So as soon as he's up and ready to go. Uh, I feel like Edney cuts her off and like. Pushes her against the nearest wall. Oh! Oh, okay. <laughs> What'd you do to him? Did we you didn't take do it anything. from him? <laughs> we, I, we what did this never, place do to him? I would never take magic away from somebody. But sometimes when people... Uh, and then Tyr and kind of comes over. We, Her eyes are glowing. She's fucking <laughs> pissed. <laughs> when somebody... Now your friend almost drowned, correct? Or is that incorrect? That's correct. That's correct. Correct. Okay, good. I knew that I checked the security footage correctly. We had a huge argument about this the other day. Anyways, we need to make sure that you didn't steal anything, of course. Ah. Get to the point. When an individual has a near-death experience, many times they lose their connection to magic. Or maybe in some cases they have to give up different capabilities depending on what it is, but... Unfortunately, this seems to be one of those cases, and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. Have you ever heard of something called a second opinion? Come on, Etni, we're going. And I try and pick up Thorne's body. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I think I start waking up. No, I'm like, what I'm, is happening? But I swing his head, and it knocks a beaker off of the <laughs> counter. And hey, oh, wait, oh. Golem, we're going to need some Gatorade for the road. <laughs> Golem does not. Duncan, <laughs> Duncan, what's happening? We're leaving. We're leaving. We're, leaving. we're getting you some real help. What ha- we listen, listen. Stop, stop, stop. Everybody quiet. I feel like you need to tell him the truth. What's happening? All right, if you want to do it, I'll do it. Fine. I didn't want to do this, but you can't cast magic anymore. You destroyed your arm, and on top of that, you almost drowned. And sometimes you have to pay for consequences. He was also uh, electrocuted. I did That's that true. to myself. He, was all, he also electrocuted himself. It's... I, on our poor golems. I, yes, it hurt very badly. <laughs> <laughs> I should have guessed. What should have. And you just can't it's even like, speak. It's like. If you, if you cut a branch off, you pull the leaves off of a tree, they'll grow back. But if you cut off the whole thing, it's just a stump left. It's, it's okay. Duncan, could I get down, please? I gently set Thorn down on the floor. <laughs> but you still have my wand. I, yeah, yeah, I've got it. Thanks. And I like take it out of your hand. And I think like he just very quietly walks up the stairs and like like it'd be all the way up to the to the balcony again and like zooms out and like you can see like a like a snapping motion. You can hear the crack 
And then, like, just one of those, like, um, like, in a movie, sometimes, like, a character will, like, yell in that, like, pained way where it's just, like, absolute Ah. frustration. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to yell right now. Um, That was me trying to get perfect distance. Yeah, and just throws it out across. Okay. Well, he, uh... He made his peace with that pretty quick, don't you? No, I, I, I don't. How does how does he know? How do you people know? How does anybody know anything? They have left the room. They are no longer. I, well, I like to think they were there, and Etni asked that question, and then they yeah. just disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These women are my favorite. <laughs> and then I, I just like kick something. Um, table or something. How do we get out of the infirmary room? <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> the stairs are like constantly there. Okay. <laughs> I guess we should go check on him. I'm still so confused. I don't know why he knows. What time of day is it now? Um, it's probably it's late later mid afternoon, but yeah. it's not like late afternoon. Not like sunset. It's like two or three probably. Um, I'm just gonna look for a good place to sleep here, and then maybe we'll decide what we want to do after this. If you can. Talk to him. I'm sure I can pull. I some uh, sort of don't need to. You know, one of the witches just or mages, excuse me, teleports out of the wall. Basically, don't be racist. Uh, <laughs> I uh, don't mean to interrupt, but uh, you guys, uh, you know, I hate to be uh, the bad host, but we weren't really expecting guests. <laughs> yeah, but you guys should maybe go. We have some cleaning up to do. The inside out pigeons here in tech. <laughs> I don't care if they're underprivileged. Oh my goodness, they're They're not underprivileged. They're underprivileged. They're not. They're underprivileged. Look at this man's armor. Yeah, it's rusty. And then I think. And that's our fault. Yes, you're right. That is kind of our fault. But we should just offer them dinner. Fine, we'll offer them dinner, but then we're asking them to leave. I think uh, immediately, like in the blink of an eye, we're all teleported like a mile away in the middle of one of those fields. Yeah, dude, I obviously just lost it. And there's there's a dinner table set up. That's hilarious. And then we're all just sort of like, we sort of drop a foot from the sky. Yeah, there's a dinner table on a map, and you guys are all just dropped in the middle of nowhere with like a full plate of, with a full meal of food. With the tower still inside? I feel like, yeah, maybe we can barely see the tower off of the distance. Yeah. All right. Then maybe we should play a game from Firebrands. Wow. Should we play a conversation over food? Yeah. Well, I'm hungry. You guys want something to eat? Starving. Yeah. So here's how so here's how this game plays. Ask your chosen partner how you came you two came to be eating. Very clearly we know. We <laughs> it's a long story. It. Just listen to the past eight episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, other players can join freely if it makes sense for their characters to be present at the meal. I think everybody's present. Sam, are you going to keep playing Tilda slash Tyrion Tack for now? Uh, if need be. Yeah, if, if need, need be. be. Okay. Oh, do you want them to be there? Because I wasn't sure if they had just teleported you out oh, there. Oh, I thought they would be there. To kick them out? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that they just yeah. kind of kicked them out in all honesty. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, uh, they're not there. Okay, yeah, so, so it'll just be the three of us. Mm-hmm. They're just arguing at the top of their tower. Yeah. <laughs> During the meal, anyone can ask for details about the setting, occasion, and circumstances. I think we're pretty clear on that. Yep. Take turns. The person with the lowest social standing takes the first turn. If this isn't clear, have another player choose choose who takes the first turn at a whim. On your turn... I, did everyone just point at me? What? At Thorn? That's fair. That's, <laughs> I was going to suggest that. Um, on your turn, choose one or more of your conversational partners and choose an action. Ask a topical question. Engage in actual improvised conversation. Pass instead saying something about the food. Or leave the conversation. 
Um, and the topical questions are on the, the other side of this. So Thorn goes first. Yep. I think Thorn like puts like a piece of bread on his plate and like rolls it over. He's like, I wonder how they made this. Pass. <laughs> Pass. Duncan immediately just starts eating. He's like, oh my god, I'm so hungry. I think it's just like chicken leg, ale. And he's like, um, so that was been pretty crazy. <laughs> what do you guys know about Cabri? <laughs> Nothing. Was there something about a war going yeah. on back home? Yeah, Duncan Caspin broke through. Oh. I'm chewing a little slower now. Um, anyone know how far it is from Cabri to Tullius? I have no, no clue. Idea. Well, we could look at this map that's on the table. I don't know how to read maps. <laughs> See, I do that thing where I put my thumb and my forefinger where the uh, distance yeah. measurement is. <laughs> and then I sort of just like chart it out one after another mm-hmm. straight from the end. Um, it's about a year, maybe. Um, walking. Walking, yeah. We could get there faster, uh, I think, if we flew. So. Or if we teleported. Took a ship. Uh, <laughs> or get a wagon. Just haul ass through this country, huh, guys? Yeah, yeah. Everyone seems to be in a quiet mood. I look at Thorn mm-hmm. and I say, I need you to reassure me about how you know they're right. Can you? Yeah, I can. And um, Thorn like holds up his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that he first did lightning bolt through and the one that he threw lightning again from. And he says... You know how magic feels. Take my hand. He, like, reaches across the table. And he, like, holds it. And, like, I imagine it feels like an electric current. Like, Mm -hmm. the hum of magic. Like, does if if a person can use it. And it's not, like... I'd imagine, like, if you were to do this with Duncan, it's only happening when Yzmol's working through him. Right. But with people who are trained, it's, like, always low-key there. Mm -hmm. And it's gone. And I kind of like release his hand. It's we have lines running through us like ley lines. Ley lines can be burned up. The mistress did that. She burned up ley lines. I burned up mine. I was panicky. I, I pushed too hard. I didn't let myself heal. I thought you guys were in more trouble than you were in their house. Maybe that's the ticket. Maybe. Maybe the trauma damaged maybe the lines in my chest are gone i don't know i don't know it's not there but you think you did this probably it happens i pushed harder and harder each time and didn't duncan like if you were to if you were to lift a cart by yourself you could and how, oh, many of your, yeah. and how many of your muscles would you break and rip doing that? Uh, none, because I'm freaking jacked, Thorn. I would probably tear my entire back in yeah. half. Yeah. Magic is a part of your body. 
it can be broken. It can be torn. He snapped that rubber band. Yep. And he's just like, with like, her head and her hands, not like hiding her face, but just like, trying to like super process this. Look. Um, Is it your turn? It's my turn, yeah. So, I saw in the bay some ships. Yeah, we're by the ocean. Thorn. Yeah. Fishing boat. I'm going to go get on one of them. What? I'm going to go get on one of them. Hey, well, I mean, the I, chicken tastes pretty good. I don't know how I feel about fish right n- now. No, yeah, I like, don't understand. I like what we do together. I like you guys a lot. But I'm no good to myself, let alone you guys. Like I am right now. I can't do anything. This was my whole life. And I shattered it out of my own arm. I, I need to go learn some new things and, and, and meet some new people who can teach me something else. I don't want to stop doing this, but I, I, I'm i a liability. I'm just going to get you guys hurt. And that's the last thing I want. More than, any, more than anything, I want you both to be happy and healthy and alive. And I don't think me being around helps that. I feel healthy and alive and and he chokes up a little bit happy what happens if if we thought we were orc kin dude i'm not orc kin anymore i can't prove it anymore so tomorrow i'm gonna get on a boat and in a few months i'll be right back here and if you guys want to keep doing this i'd love that I thought we were going to go in on a cart together. We can go in on a cart then, but I, I need to get better. And I'm not going to risk you guys while I'm getting better. Well, we've been on our own before. I guess we can do it again. Etni's clearly still not happy about this. Etni, you don't have any interest on being on a ship in the middle of only water and water only? No, no interest. No interest at all. Yeah, that checks out. Yep. I know. I thought we had a good thing going, We do, we do. I thought, you know, we were really... And I feel like, you know, with the whole war thing, time's of the essence. Let's get back to this... How long? Talia said that we, you know, we were gonna... They just took Fitch. They had to go take, put themselves back together again. What do you think? I don't think an army could even march on Talia They'd need months, maybe even a year to get that done. Look, it's not happening tomorrow. And and again, if you guys want to just go and you guys can keep having a good thing, I want to be part of that good thing again, and I'd love if you'd meet me up. Hey, honestly, Etni and I were only friends through you. So it's kind of... <laughs> you were kind of a mutual you're, friend. And, and you're he, like, funny kicks guy. him under the table. You're a funny guy. <laughs> Um, I'm really trying to make jokes, but Duncan is very um, upset. He's, like, uncomfortable, and so that's his way to sort of mask it. Yeah. Um, Duncan is like, okay, 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 fine. Um, if you've made your decision, let's let's eat tonight. Let's hang out. Let's talk about the past. I feel like we haven't had a, a moment to catch our breath and talk about everything that's happened. And then if you still feel the same way in the morning... We'll walk you to the coast. We'll walk you to the nearest city. And you can... You can do what you need to do. 
Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. And he just like shrugs, doesn't say anything, looks to the other side of the table. Pass. Yeah. Thorne picks up like a glass of um, wine and he's like, to the secondary year of pass. Oh, I knew it was going to catch on. And he can't help but laugh. <laughs> to the secondary heroes. Two. Pass. pass. All right. So when everybody's passed in a row, then the conversation over and the game's over. So we move on to the morning. Mm-hmm. Thorne wakes up and he's wearing like a probably really simple shirt. Really simple trousers that were probably like in packs next to the table mm-hmm. <laughs> that they probably left for because we were underprivileged. <laughs> and he stands. Um, he can get. He knows how to get up earlier than than at least Duncan. And he starts walking off towards the uh, towards the docks. I feel like Edney doesn't wake up in time but wakes up in time enough to be able to like see from a distance for like actually um, like getting to the ship i want to say duncan does wake up oh that'd be good i want to say duncan does wake up yeah and he sort of jogs over and he stops thorn and he's like hey um i get this I'm, we're, don't worry i, I don't want to tag along with you i'm not gonna wake and yep, she'd probably try and burn you before she let you get far enough away. Um, but uh, I was on my own for a while, and I was around a lot of other people, but you know, I didn't really have anyone I could call friend, and you're the first friend I've made in a very long time. I think I hugged Duncan, and I'm like, same here. And I, I want to give you something. Yeah. And I reach in my uh, back, in my pack, uh-huh. and I pull out a textbook, and it says, "Every knight needs to know their ABCs." <laughs> I take it, and I'm like, "Godspeed." <clears throat> and Thorn gets goes down um, a bay and gets on a ship with blue sails, um, and shakes hands with the captain. Um, yeah. What's up? <laughs> so do you go to the city, port, the port city, and do it? Um, because you want to describe describe it a little bit more than that. Okay, you, I think bay. There's really no like. Okay, yeah. So I ports. think I think that there's like a surprisingly like real like like so there's that that um that that sheep herder right? Yeah. I think there's in the bay. There's a small, a surprisingly like prosperous little port. It's just for all the farmers around okay. to drop stuff off. Okay. And it just so happens that there's like a, actually a really big ship okay. in there today. That's far. Um, and he just gets on that, and I s- there's probably like a space where Etni could see him get on that ship. Yeah. And like it leaves. So I get up in time to see Thorn take off and Duncan walking back, and I just kind of look at, like throw my hands up like what the fuck, like and he's gone. Duncan just sort of nods and starts to like pack his stuff up and like put his bedroll back in his backpack and be like um looks like it's just <laughs> the two goons a couple of rough and tumble hey secondary heroes if anything we didn't need a third wheel at me and seconds in the name that's two so makes sense 
We're like a duo. <laughs> Etni, don't cry. Etni. He's <laughs> just like... Don't cry. And <laughs> Duncan's trying to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Etni's just like looking down like one tear out of one eye at uh-huh. a time. Like holding it back as best as she fucking can. <laughs> oh, don't cry, Etni. Because if you cry, then I'm going to start to cry. Duncan, stop it. And stop I it. really miss him. Duncan, stop it. Duncan. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like sniffling. <laughs> And I look at him, and I go, you know, I did hear what he said about learning some new things, and I've never been south at all. I think there's some opportunity for everybody to go learn some new things. So... Maybe we shouldn't be a duo. You want to call us like a pair, a twosome? Uh, I don't get what you. And he like cracks a smile. She says, "I think that if Broken Thorn can come back and outshine us all, you know." I want to give him a little bit of competition. But who's going to save Talia? <laughs> who's going to, you know, forget... No, I know that, but... <laughs> Duncan, you've, you've lived your whole life trying to live up to your gods and live up to your names and live up to all these things. You, you're in uncharted territories, and this is a good opportunity for you to actually make these things come true. Um... Well, well, that's the thing, is if I'm not trying to please my god or my mom or my friends, um, I don't really know what I'm doing in my life. So if you leave at me, that means it's just old Duncan again. And last time that happened, it did not go well. And Etni kind of like empathizes with that, but like won't say it out loud. <laughs> She's hurt and trying to push people away. So she goes, I would rather you take some time too and then I can hear all about it let's stay close but <laughs> let's stay close but <laughs> well, write no, me but... like like proximity wise <laughs> yeah yeah like okay so you're hurt so you're pushing people away and Thorn is uh, upset at himself so he's running away and now I'm alone I don't know how to handle it so it looks like everyone's back on their bullshit <laughs> Here I was thinking the secondary heroes were finally going to do something. All right, Etni, if you want to go, just go. And I'll think about coming back here in a few months. Okay? I'll think about it. Okay. I'm sorry. Go tell Tilda and Turntack that Duncan the Brave, Lone Tree, the Nevernight Selmy says hello. (laughs) (laughs) And goodbye. <laughs> and then I think Duncan's the one who starts to walk away. Yeah. Where's Duncan heading? Uh, it, Just into town. Nowhere particular. And then Duncan <laughs> walks back to the table and slowly rolls up the map. That was <laughs> <laughs> He's like, um, it's going to take me a while to put all this food into my backpack. So if you want to go first, that might be better. <laughs> and he just kind of like puts up her hands like alright dude <laughs> pulls on her cloak 
I don't know where she goes. Do you head back to the tower? I don't think immediately, no. Alright, so Sam's going first. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Level 1 Podcast. You're here in the intermission with me, Dane. Um, not playing Thorn, just talking to you. Uh, special thanks this week to Terrifico, Podfan223, Matt B1818, and Poppy5 for reviewing us on iTunes. We appreciate your, you reaching out to us and showing your support so much. It makes a huge difference um, with having people find us on iTunes. So thank you so much for doing that. I, I know it, it's a little bit of time, but everybody's time is precious, you know? Okay. Um, as I'm sure you've heard at this point, uh, in this episode, we're not playing Dungeon World. We're playing hacked-up versions of The Quiet Year um, and Firebrands. The Quiet Year was designed by Avery Alder, and Firebrands was made by D. Vincent Baker. Both of these games can be found on online. They're really fantastic games. They're a blast to play by themselves. We're using them here to tell our story, but, like, man, you should just go play them. Um, also, our sound design, the original audio of that, is made by TabletopRPG.com. They're a fantastic resource for GMs looking to add a little bit of uh, ambiance and 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 uh, just add a little more to their 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 tabletop RPG campaigns. Um, so if that's something you do, which I bet you might, you should go to tabletoprpg.com. Link in the description. Also, follow us on Twitter. We're at level underscore pod on Twitter. Find us there. Um, we do updates. We do. We, I post some pictures. Also, that's where the maps live for the show. If you want to know where the hell Lone Tree is, you need to go to Twitter and find the maps. Also, we're in Capri now. Whole new game. Well, not a new game, so to speak, but it's a new, it's a new area. There's a map on, on, on Twitter, and that's at level underscore pod. Go find those maps um, and follow us. Please follow us. Okay. Time for some announcements. Uh, I've got quite a few this week, so let's just get to it. First up, a Level 1 podcast is officially going to move to a seasonal format. We've been kind of toying with seasonal versus an ongoing sort of format. We have settled on a seasonal format, which means that Season 1, Tales of Saren, will come to an end. Um, and it's looking like I can roughly say it's going to end sometime in early-ish February. Um... But that won't be the end of the story. Um, we're gonna we're definitely planning on returning to Saren um, a little later down the line, probably about summertime. Um, when we started this show, we didn't know if we wanted to do ongoing with breaks or seasonal or just keep on keeping on, so to speak. Um, but we've finally settled and decided that we're gonna do a seasonal format, um, and that's just for various reasons. And we we've decided it's best for the show. Um, not to worry though. We will continue releasing weekly, every Tuesday, Level 1 Podcast, in your feed. Get your ears ready. That being said, like I said, Season 1, Tales of Saren, will be ending in February, um, which we will be following up almost immediately with Season 2, which we're planning on being a collection of short stories, meaning we're going to be playing one-off games, meaning um, they're going to be complete miniature campaigns that might last one episode or maybe even up to four. Um, we're not sure exactly how many we're going to do at this point, but... I'll keep you, keep you posted. Um, but they're going to be uh, short stories, a, a collection of them. And we're going to be playing all sorts of different games. They're going to be all kinds of different genres and tones. Um, every we, we love humor here, so there's definitely going to be some games that are funny in and of themselves. I know we're going to be branching into science fiction and the supernatural. I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope you will be too. After that's over, um, roughly in May, I want to say, 
in summertime, we will be returning to Saren once again um, with our Dungeon World and Fantasy game. All right, last bit of this. Um, as I'm sure you've got, you guys have guessed or were aware of already, I'm not sure if I've said this or not, um, we record our episodes well before they release, usually about a month to t even up to two months at this point. Um, so we're going to be re finishing recording the recording process for season one in December. And we'd like to do uh, a postseason sort of wrap-up where the cast sits down, uh, discusses the events of the, of the season, um, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, and, uh, you know, what's next. Uh, but we'd love more than anything to get some listener questions in there. So we will be taking questions for that wrap-up episode for the next couple of weeks. Um, it's just going to be a portion, portion of that show. Um, anyways, uh, email your question to level1pod at gmail.com. That's level1pod at gmail.com. Um, and I'll link that in the description as well. And hopefully we'll be able to answer your question during a wrap-up. Um, and again, this can be anything from what's Etni's favorite food to what was the main theme that you were guys driving at during this season? I, anything on that spectrum. Uh, we're interested in just your kind of reaction to it and what you're curious about. And we know that um, you won't even have hit listen to the whole season when you're asking these questions. Um, but we really want to we really want to respond to you. So um, please send them anyways. And um, yeah, um, we'll answer just about anything so long as it's appropriate and related to our topic. Um, we probably won't be answering many if any personal questions about ourselves. Um, not that type of show. Sorry. Uh, okay. That's most of the announcements. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen. It's so helpful for us and it helps grow an audience. So it's, it's, it's five minutes for you, but it's everything for us. So if you don't mind taking the time, we'd love that. It brightens our day. Um, man, I have kept you here so goddamn long. Let's get back to the show. You know, we're here for the role playing, not so much the rolling. Thanks for listening. All right, so Sam's going first. It's going to go Sam, Taylor, me. Will, me. Yep. <clears throat> so, are you... Which game are you playing here? Well, I haven't decided. I was kind of kind of want to play a scene and see where we go from there. Do you want a card, then? Do you want to do a quiet year? Um, Got to. All right. Do you guys think... I feel like let's start out with something that's like a place you guys have never been. Here. Yeah, let's do a conversation over food. Okay. <clears throat> Who's there? Where are we? <clears throat> we cut to the Isle of Yore. Mm. An isle found in the very northern, north, <laughs> western, <laughs> western corner. Do you want a map? Of, no, I know where it is. I just, my cardinal directions are terrible. <laughs> uh, we cut to the Isle of Yore, an island in the very most northwestern corner of Saren. I, I knew what it was. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a small, it's it's a longhouse is kind of the setting that we're in. It's a longhouse and at the table uh, sits four old friends. Uh, all from different areas. All grew up in Yore. All belonging to various clans. Um, 
and I will be playing uh, Letha. All right. I'll be um, Glover Howe. And I'll be Alfred Dumel. I'll be Ophelia Portier. All right. So, Sam, you open? Yeah, I'll open. Um, well, it's been a quite a long time since we've all been able to gather. and uh, oh, It certainly has. I'm glad that we finally are able to meet. It's an interesting place for us to meet, Isle of Yore of all places, but the culture here, I find it quite fascinating, and I've been enjoying myself greatly. I would lo- I'd love to hear uh, your stories of where, where y'all may have been. And Well, I've been down to Tullius recently. Now listen, the guild there, the, treasure, the, the, the branch of the treasure hunting guild, it's weak, but there's opportunity. Opportunity, you say? Opportunity, indeed. No real law and order. DK, every town seems to be run by a baron or some idiot, and quite frankly, there's a ruin upon ruin that we could exploit and we could take back control if we wanted. I must agree with Glover. Yes. With forces flooding south to stay the onslaught of the Caspian armies, it seems that the north is, what would you say, Glover, ripe for the taking. Many. There's many places that are quite vulnerable. Vulnerable indeed. Uh, Serpent's back. Uh, Lone tree. Uh, just and then the paladins are, are spread so thin, so thin. I day. mean, the royal families in Talios are bickering. Indeed. And of course, of course, the uh, highest-ranking member of our illustrious guild, <laughs> your <laughs> the guild of your <laughs> your your gallivants across the country, not leading anything, just finding what's interesting. Absolutely useless. Well, let him play at his silly games. York can gallivant all he wants around the countryside. Meanwhile, the people in charge of his estate will be making the necessary arrangements so that the House of York can once again become the most powerful house in the northern waters. Hey, I would have to agree with you. I feel like... I don't know what I'm doing on your... In fact, I came here looking for some statue, some statue that the locals discuss, and now here I am, and <sighs> peasant, sitting in the longhouse. We don't have to stay this way. I agree, I agree. Now, what is it that brought you three to this interesting as a friend yours might say uh, <laughs> clever joke Thank interesting you. how they pronounce his name down south but once again the primitive savages in the south yes of course the, the clans the nation states it's all a mess but how how what brought you all to this longhouse in this pitiful pitiful city came at your invitation I'm feeling it how are your assassins these days? It worries me that I haven't heard from one of my assassins in some time. Where were they last seen? They were last seen just north of here. Hmm. Now we must look into this. North of your? North of your. I don't know why they strayed so far. What on earth could be north of your? 
Hmm. Now, this is very interesting. I don't think I need to stress that you need to get your organization under control, Ophelia. It is not my organization, it is my cousin that I fear for. He has been notoriously disrespectful to me and to my reign over the assassins, and I don't know what he, what he is going. I invited him into my guild, and this is what I get. No, Miss Poitier, listen, listen. Here, before us, we have uh, Letha Meyer, one of the most wealthy uh, owners of ships and trading. Yes, thank you. In all of the seas. No, myself, no, myself. No one would have a dream of disrespecting you, Letha. My, my, no, never. Miss, Mr. Alfred Duhamel and myself, Don't lover Al, we are from the Treasure Hunters Guild. Old hats, one might say. Old hats indeed, old chap. Mm-hmm. And you, Miss Portier, assassins. We could rule Tolius in five years if we wanted. Now, how does that sound? Do we have an accord? And uh, feel free to assassinate whoever you want along the way. And if you need help finding your cousin, we can, of course, do that first. <laughs> first, I will need to see your payment. But of course. Yeah, cut. So, Taylor, it's your turn. Okay. So back to Etni? Yeah. I think. I don't know. Don't. Get something to do. This is. We've just. We just bored a subplot that is. <laughs> Why not? Villains. We're that? making you villains, Sam. <laughs> You're welcome. Seriously, like, uh, you can I make like those fuckers yeah, show up and that'd be yeah. scary as fuck. That the Isle of Yore is named after a house of. Like, a royal house. Oh. And that. Your Nayworth, Jor Nayworth, these findings interesting. <laughs> which also I think means may make note that they're halflings, because Ooh. if Jor is a halfling, yeah, ah, like Good. it. I'll make that note. Nope. With um, quiet ear, can we do a thing where, um, just for sake of story, because mm-hmm. you know some of these are pretty chill. Yeah. Um, we can draw like. Two or three times. Yeah, draw the draw three and pick the one you want. Okay. Just read the one that um uh only read the one that you're gonna pick for real. Okay. I think I'm actually gonna do the first one that I drew. Which is Three of Hearts. Alright. And the prompt is Someone New Arrives. Who? Or or two of the community's younger members get into a fight in what provoked them. So I haven't really integrated into the community yet, so I'm going to pick the first one. Okay. So at this point, are you alone? Yeah. Yeah, where, where is Etni? I feel like Etni is, like, on the outskirts of, what is the city near us? Uh, Tessalona. Tessalona. I feel like she's right on the outskirts of it and hasn't really plucked up the courage to actually go in as of yet. Mm-hmm. Do you have any preference on who the new person you want to be, or do you just want one of us to pick? Or are you the new person? I don't know who, but I need somebody who's going to plant the seed that maybe she should go back to um, Tilda and your tech. I got one. Okay, go. I got one? Okay. Oh. So, Edney's just sitting on the ground. <laughs> ah, made it. How? Who's this? Who does this look like? Uh, so, it's, a, it's <laughs> a, basically a kind of short uh, blonde elf 
<laughs> that you would assume is is pretty young for uh, for elves. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got he's got a wand and he's wearing like very. Uh, it looks like it looks like they're like replicate robes of something. <laughs> uh, and he, like off brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sagara, like, uh, you in need of a of a hero? And he looks <laughs> off into the distance and kind of puffs his chest out. And he like at me just like outwardly scoffs at him. <laughs> ah, well, matter not. You will call me T Twig. I am a wizard. I've just recently learned how to cast spells and I feel like I'm improving greatly with the day. Check this out. And he, <laughs> he goes in like one direction and just points his wand and there's like a puff of smoke. He's like, ah, faulty equipment. I've been trying to find a good wand maker for years. So what brings you to these parts? <laughs> I, I just I kind of got here ah well we all get somewhere eventually just like I am getting somewhere with my magic I am improving and I am working day and night day in day out and uh well you know I am taking apprentices if it is of your interest I don't think I want to study under anyone who can't even make a proper puff of smoke. <laughs> One of you guys should step in as like a <laughs> as a much stronger magical <laughs> magical force or something. Oh, okay, I know, I got it. Well, right. I have an idea as well. Oh, I was gonna be a salamander. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want like assistance traveling with you? Oh, I thought a salamander is more of an animal thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't a salamander a person, a humanoid race? Technically, is it like a dragonborn type? Kind of, like yeah. Very rare, mm-hmm. um, looking and like doesn't necessarily interact with. Yeah, maybe then much. definitely have an attendant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So stately, like reptilian features, like like a drag, like like a dragonborn for sure. Um, Robes that like definitely make it seem like the scales just turn into, um, into the robes like mm-hmm. perfectly done, mm-hmm. um, like serenely walking by. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit of backstory: when mm-hmm. Etni lived amongst the salamanders of the world, she lived amongst the like hella tribal, like yeah, not very adjusted. This one, <laughs> yes, yeah. this one's yeah. very adjusted. Yeah, um, walking by and just just the attendants like. Cool. Lovely today. Just lovely. Yes, uh, a, a beautiful day. Um, your trumpet playing. It's, it's improving. <clears throat> oh, thank you. I thought you meant the day, sir. That, that means the world to me. Thank you, thank you. Ah, <coughs> uh, uh, yes. You must thank your teacher when you get home. Of course, I will. Absolutely, sir. They... A good teacher is everything. Yes, yes, a good teacher. I'll make and, a note of that in my... And, like, pointedly makes eye contact with Etni. His eyes like, are, like, super, yes, super and wide, she, like, oh my god. And, like, like furrows his brow, and he's like, hmm. Yes. Did you hear me, miss? I, a teacher. I, I, I'm so sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but I've never heard another salamander speak eloquently. Oh, excuse me, you must, uh... It's, it's I'm over. sorry, sir. You must speak with the attendant if you want to speak to Zag Gazar. He is a very uh, famous and very important salamander ambassador. He has important business in this city, and I don't think... Sir, I'm sorry. I don't think he has the time for you, young lady. Ah, yes. Anyway, salamander, see my magic? And, uh... 
Silence. And he, like, closes his hand, and, like, everyone's voice he is, like, in his hand, and he, like, opens it, and you can hear everyone's, like, voices squeaking. Oh, I hate it when he does this. Yeah, yeah you can hear it coming from his hand. From, from his hand, he's like, everyone heard me. A teacher is the important thing. Now, my attendant is right, and we must be off. And he, like, returns everyone's voices and starts walking into the city. I feel like any, like, looks at... Tea twig? Yeah. <laughs> Tea twig. Like, looks at uh, it. Uh, <laughs> We're both just, uh, like, dumbfounded. Uh, I think I might have to go home for the night. Uh, it's kind of late. Uh, it's a little... I, you know, I don't want my parents to worry. And he sort of slowly starts backing away. <laughs> <laughs> and he was leaving the city, and now yeah. he's going back to the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, and he just kind of like looks at him like her hands are like clasped like right below her cheek. She's like, what just happened? <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I feel like she stalks, <laughs> what was his name again? What'd you come up with? Oh, that? Zog Gazar. Zog. Z-A-G apostrophe Z-A-R. Zog Gazar. Okay. I feel like she stalks him Zog. a little bit. <laughs> and like, kind of like prances up like diagonally behind him. He goes, sorry, I'm so sorry, may I walk with you? Yes, of course. Perfect. She may speak to me. The attendant bites his lip. <laughs> like, furiously. <laughs> yeah. And just starts furiously writing in his scroll. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do apologize. And, and he's trying to remember all her big words. <laughs> apologize for nothing. Where do you hail from? Hmm. I suppose... What would you call it? Um, In your human nations. Yes. Um, I suppose you would call it Eva? Eva? Uh, Eva. Yes, Eva would be the correct pronunciation. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sir, I, I, I lived with salamanders yes, I know. closer to Flendale. Oh, yes. They're not he like knows. you. No, they are quite... Um, they are quite in tune with the earth in a way that uh, my my people are not so much. Wow. And some little way of saying they're very primitive and savage. That is not what I said at all. (laughs) Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, (laughs) Sagasar. No, you've learned much from us, I can tell. Yes, yes. Have you used it well? Have you helped people, saved them, defended People with our fire. Oh, defended. Yes, defended a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Then you will learn no more from us other than songs of our people, perhaps, or. Uh... And they're be- they're beautiful songs, Zakazar. I just would like to say they're beautiful songs. <laughs> we like to think so. <laughs> teachers are everything, but most need multiple teachers. Not every skill can be taught from one source. But... Uh, I, for instance, have been failed by over ten teachers. <laughs> he has. But, but he tries. But, but, but emulators, they, they, it's almost never a human. Uh, how am I supposed to learn from anybody? I can't find anyone else. Why do you believe that the skills of us are the only thing you should draw from? Any kind of like... I am here... To strengthen our society and 
Cabri society at the same time. Because one's failings can make up or, or strengths fail. One's strengths can make up for the other's failings. Perhaps you have been looking too strongly at our magic. And at that point, and he kind of like stops walking. Zog like kind of turns, sees that she stopped walking, gives her a little nod. And the two of you continue to feel like you say something like snide. <laughs> I assure you, sir, you won't be dealing with any oh no, you won't be dealing with any of the common rabble once you get into the city. So really, uh, uh pay that no heed. I'm sorry to delay us any more than we're already delayed. <laughs> My dear boy, I came to see the city as it is. Yes. Not as it will be. He gives an ugly stare. <laughs> and Annie's just kinda there. And she like brings a hand. Up to her chin. A thought is coming. See. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Alright, Will's turn. Alright. Wait, whose turn? Your turn. Oh, you mean it's a, it's a Duncan's turn. Oh, it's Duncan's turn. Alright, alright, alright. Um, okay, I feel like Duncan is confused, doesn't quite know how to read his map. <laughs> and he ends up heading straight west. Or no, he, do, he doesn't head straight west, he heads north. Mm. Along the river. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'll just pull a card, right? You can pull a card. You could do one of the uh, firebrand scenes, whichever you'd like. Now, what are these firebrand scenes? So I've got the list here. An animated, animated oh, disagreement, a chase, a conversation over food, a dance, meeting sword to sword, stealing time together. Mm, okay, I think I'll do one of these uh, one card of the cards. Comps. All right. Draw a couple and uh, pick the one you like the best. I've already pulled three. Okay. Hmm. I think... I'll take the five of spades. Mm-hmm. The parish arrives. Who are they and what do they want? All right. Um, so who are the parish? You get to answer that question. I think I walk through the grass. The sun's high. The breeze is coming in. It's a beautiful day. I'm just muttering to myself, though. I can't enjoy it. Duncan is grouchy, grumpy. He, and in his head, he's like, I will walk to Tullius. This is like, oh my god, this is so stupid. We had a pact, we had a deal, we were going to go to Fitch, we were going to go here, we were just going to stick together. I'm going to make it back to Tullius and then pick up where we left off. And so (laughs) as he's walking, he sees coming from the south, from uh, Tessalona, Tessalona. he sees first on the horizon what appears to be a wagon going up, bouncing along the sort of rickety road. He goes through the grass and finally reaches sort of like a dirt road um, mm-hmm. that's been worn through with grooves. And he sees that it's not just one wagon, but it's many. It's a whole caravan. And they're waving flags um, in the air. And they're not flags from an army or from a nation. They're like beautiful multicolored flags, pennants, things that are strung together between wagons and caravans. And they don't seem to be in a rush. They seem to just be like going along. And as it gets closer... He can hear um, like pipe music and a lute and people laughing on the wind and like um, and he he sort of remembers this from his time about a year ago and he would recognize the sounds as anyone would recognize them anywhere in all of Saren and they're the sounds of a bard troop. Mm-hmm. As they get closer, 
Duncan can read the banner that's on the front caravan, and it says, Lady Lashana's Raving Roving Minstrels. Love it. <laughs> I feel like Lady Lashana is not towards the front, but towards the back, because that's the kind of leader she is. <laughs> and sees Duncan just kind of, like, staring, and heals him. Boy! Oh, uh, hello? <laughs> I wasn't staring. I mean, I was, um... Well, I was obviously reading what the flag said. I can read, so. I bet you can. She kind of gets down from one of the wagons and starts walking over to him. The rest of the caravan stops. My boy, what do my signs say to you? Uh, uh you don't really need, you don't need to stop the whole caravan for me. Um, no, 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 of course I can. I can do that. They are mine. Oh, Okay, well, um, uh, the signs say to me, um, well, you're having a lot of purple and gold, which means you did a royal-esque performance, probably just from the city you guys came from. Yes. And I would recognize these flags anywhere. That means you're Bard's Guild certified troop. He's a smart one. <laughs> Pipes up like a fiddler. From, yeah. He's <laughs> like sitting on top of one of the caravans. He's got a guitar. Yeah. Isn't he, though... My boy, have you performed in oh, your past? Oh, oh, my oh my goodness. Duncan blushes. He's like, well, I, I would make no aims to say I've performed, but, uh... My lady, my lady, look at that crest on his, on his chest. That might... By chance, are you Duncan? Sir Duncan Lone Tree? <laughs> Oh, the original. <laughs> so my reputation precedes me all the way out in the fields of Sarah of uh, Capri. Um, I guess you're familiar with my play, Duncan the Brave. Oh, that was one of the first productions that we put on huh. as a troupe. I thought you were about to say funniest because it's actually very serious. You know, uh, Duncan is a warrior and he takes. Pride in uh, all of his feats and accomplishments. Oh, we would not besmirch your character, nor yourself. I think everyone, Never. I think everyone sort of smirks. It's like, no, we totally put it on. <laughs> <his neck." laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is indeed an honor well spotted. Wow. Well spotted. Um, well, uh, if you... I don't want to take up too much of your time, but if you guys are headed this way, I've actually been writing a script for a... Um, we must read it. We must read it immediately. Please, please, please. Wow, I'm so happy. He, uh, Duncan rummages in his pack, and he pulls out his um, stage treatment for Cronach Hero Through Time, <laughs> uh, a theatrical adaptation starring Duncan Sully as Cronach. <laughs> Do you hop on the wagon and is it just start going? My boy, my boy, my boy. Do you, do you guys motion I, me up? I, I, I take your hand. <laughs> oh yes and then he's like oh, oh. come with me I imagine Lady Lashana is like a triple threat she can mm -hmm. sing she can dance she's beautiful she can like she can do everything and she's like head she's the Meryl Streep of I love it <laughs> come with me oh, let then, us read <laughs> Duncan climbs up and I feel like the inside of the caravans is like Cozy, spacious. Rugs in There's like drapes. one really yeah. drunk bard in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we should let him join. He seems like he's pretty good at. Oh, no, 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 no. 
you do that outside. You do that outside of the caravan. Oh, yes, you do. Let's okay. go. Pop, pop, pop. And like, not only is it bards and performers, but there's families as well. Yeah. There's like kids and everything. Yeah, and there's rugs all over, cloths, things from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan, this, this is fate. Why? Oh, I, I couldn't be anything else. I mean, ah. And uh, what do you what do you what did you say your name is? That, what is this one? I'd say Pallius or something. Pallius. <laughs> Pallius the fiddler. <laughs> oh wow! I um, God. Uh, so uh, what do you guys plan to do next? I. Well, I think what we're going to do next is Sir Duncan the Brave. <gasps> A reprise. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. All right. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, what do I want to do? Duncan um, was real sad. I want to do something that made him feel yeah. good. Uh, Sam, oh, will so you do a conversation over food with me? Yeah, sure. Will you play for me, uh, Captain Mathis Dubois? Okay. Mathis Dubois. Any personality traits or is, uh, just what is Jack Sands? Uh, Idris Elba. No, who is that? Uh, did you, you see? Have you seen P- uh, Pacific Rim? The no. Wire. Oh, I have seen the Pacific Rim, but I don't remember the the main the main guy in control of all the military in Pacific Rim. Oh, so he's like a he's like a captain captain. He captain captain. This is the captain. He's, he's grizzled. He's, 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 he's yeah, dark skin, a uh, big saber on his on his hip. Oh, he's got um, the, he's got some stubble, but it's perfectly. Yeah. Yes, and he's kind of like a meat. Like he's not a sensitive type at all. No, mm-hmm. he's like but he, but he's also no. not cruel. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I think it's late. Elf? On the human. Uh, human in this case. Um, and uh. We're on the ship, and it's late, and it's just Thorn and um, uh, Captain Dubois out. And I think they're smoking. They've got pipes. Um, and uh, I have the lowest social standing, so I'll go first. Something gives you away to me. What? Gives... Or gives me away to you. Sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, like, basically, like, Thorn, like, like, it gets through. Okay. And I think Thorn's been out to sea for, like, three weeks now. Okay. He kind of hits you hard in the back. Like, ah, my Captain, boy. Captain. Orc kin. Thorn. Uh, yeah. Yes, Captain. Glad you stopped throwing up. Although it was quite amusing. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yes, uh, you know, he kind of leans back in his chair. I run a tight ship, and I am very excited for this excursion. The Thessalonians have paid us a pretty penny to help them in. By God, I'm always glad for another reason to be out at sea. Uh, yeah, Captain. Um, I hope to convince you that I can be helpful, but I, I need... I, 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 I've never used a sword before. And I'm getting a hang of the, of the rigging and all, but I need a teacher. Ha! Ah, my boy, why have you not said... We do, we have quite a few swordsmen on this boat, but none quite as skilled as mine. And then he's like, uh, he kind of stands up and brushes himself off a little bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I shall return very shortly. And he, and he comes back, uh, he come, he's gone for like five minutes. He mm-hmm. goes into his cabin and goes in there and you kind of hear some rummaging around and he comes out with, uh, um, he comes out with, uh, real sword and a fake sword. Mm-hmm. He's like, here, catch. 
and he tosses you the fake one. Oh, he's su- I super fumble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you fumble it. Yeah. And then uh, drop, I drop my I drop like my fish and chips that we were eating or whatever. Okay. And he's like he's like two <laughs> inches clean. away from your neck with the sword. He's like yeah. dead. Again. And he backs up and let, lets you pick it up. So I like I stand and I'm like okay. And then like so I think we've both left um, dinner. So I think the the game's over. Yeah. So like but yeah I think it's like the we get like a zooming out yes. and like just over and over him saying again. again. Um, and like he's he kind of slaps you with the sword yeah. too. Like you get like a little bit you of cuts and stuff. Yeah, like, and stuff. Yeah, and I think we get like maybe a shot the next morning, like welts on his like arms and like maybe even one of it on his face. Like yeah. he's got like a black eye, like he got hit with like the the hilt. <laughs> yeah, um, just really sore. Yeah, and, and but when you wake up in the morning, he's standing over you with a dagger. <laughs> he's like two inches away from you with the dagger. He's like dead. And then he just <laughs> stands up and walks away. <laughs> and I think the next thing we see is that, though, is um, Thorne, like, maybe, like, it's, like, two days later, and Thorne's up in, up on top of, like, near the top of the mast, and, like, yeah. the long the long edge that holds the sails, um, and, like, it's stopped, and it's, like, beautiful crystal waters. Like, they're just stopping for the day doing some fishing. And um, some of the sailors are, are they're jumping into the water, um, and... Thorn realizes he hasn't gotten in the water since he nearly drowned. Yeah. Um, and they like cajole him, like they give him like a hard time. Of hey, it. dead, come take a dip. <laughs> like how they call him dead, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm good up here. You know, it's better down here. Two coins says dead doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> Alright, I'll take it. And like, Thorn like gets up and like I think this is the first time we get to see Thorn having like learned a skill and he runs along the um yes, the top of the mast yes. like it's nothing and dives off and like hits the water and he like comes up and he like hits um what's like the sailor and like he's like coin now <laughs> <laughs> and that would be seen I really like that one I really like this captain character it's pretty fun to play <laughs> <laughs> you got this dude walk 